the magician's code. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Magician's Code. My name is Hadlin, and on today's episode, we have Chippy. And it's it's gonna be really good because he goes into his experience so far, which is approximately a year and a half, close to two years. But the thing is, he's so well articulate in his journey to this point, and he's so conscious about his progress. And I have to say, he's progressing very fast. He picks up sleight of hand so quickly, and we dissect that and figure out how he's able to do that from his past experiences up until this point. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chippy. I love the yeah. name. It's perfect, Thanks, dude. Yeah, you know, Val Valentino, the masked magician, he right. kind of owns that term. Yeah. You know? all over google so i figured let's get it back sure well we'll take it back I'm, I'm okay with <laughs> let's that. take it back because <laughs> then you know we're magicians it's it's our thing and we're not like <laughs> yeah i mean i guess he was kind of a magician but I, yeah gave away everything on tv and it's still out there it's on netflix now i believe well like penn and teller do the same thing do they get the same flack uh they do but then they have a kicker right right so they always are like here's a method that you could use to do it but then suddenly they make everything clear and then it's no longer that method right you know i remember when because i'm i'm not sure if you know like the master class thing it was like for like poker or cooking and then oh, yeah. and teller did one yeah yeah, yeah. uh and in the talk of that, they mentioned a certain um, magician's tool that uh, they're like, <laughs> it's like, did he, did he just give away a certain thing? It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, anyways. like in the promo for it? Yeah. So in, in the advertisements? Yeah. Oh. But I'm not even sure if it's something that like is in the thing like in the actual masterclass. And it's something that actually I don't see or hear of any magicians using. Like, I, I don't think you or anybody else would what use this it? item. What is uh, it? Can I say? Is that like... I don't know. It's only going to be magicians listening to this. It's true. So like a top it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like... Okay. <laughs> I guess because, yeah, the masterclass is more to the general public. Yeah. And to talk about... So yeah. I, I See, can understand that. It, that's so, it's such a gray area, all of that. It's like where so there's no the perspective line. Of, exactly. And like, I'm still fairly new to this world of magic. And I understand why the why of the, the, they want it in the way that it is, like where it's not talked about. But I don't think all of the reasons why are necessarily valid. Yeah. I I don't think it would necessarily destroy the art of magic by having some spectators understand what some things are. But no, and like to know how something works just makes it in my mind more impressive when you yeah. see it. So when you like I I don't know if you if you see me doing a magic trick at a restaurant, you get a like another glimpse of what's going on behind the scenes um, behind the scenes by accident. I feel like they're just impressed by what's going on back there. I'd agree. It's okay. It's like, like you kind of try to want to not let them see it, but sometimes of course. it's impossible and you forget, but it's like, um, seeing the mechanics of a stopwatch, like, or people, if they have a really nice wristwatch, that's like a, a, a exposed design. Oh, the clear like, ones. Oh man. Yeah. I, I love those. those. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so magical. Right. And I think there's uh, this difference between that magical feeling and the magic itself. I, I think they're almost disconnected from one another because we don't know exactly what the thing that is magical that the spectator is witnessing, but mm -hmm. something that they experience is magical, potentially. Mm -hmm. I don't maybe think all the time, but <laughs> that's the yeah. goal, though. Yeah, and we, 
you know, we don't really get to decide what they enjoy the most either. Right. We, we, and like we to actually... try to show them what we like, but then maybe they like a trick that we were ready to throw away and not use exactly. And I think the other side of that as well is that we don't really know what they'll remember. Like we try to think we know what they'll remember, but, mm-hmm. or like how they'll remember it. But I think those th- or two things are different as well. Um, it's like, when I was in Blackpool and Michael Murray showed me isolation, it felt like he, he went through this process that he, I had a thought of card and uh, he was able to just, just tell me what that card was. And how he did it was almost in this visualization of scratching away this block of ice to reveal a card. The biggest thing that was different was the fact that like, there was no block of ice and there was no real card, but back in the memory, the more I tell the story, it's like there was a real block of ice that revealed right. the card, which isn't, isn't the case, obviously. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. I really, and for somebody who's as new into magic as I am, I really try to remember those things that are, well, th- those things that are remembered in those ways, because I think as magicians, we forget, <laughs> oh yeah exactly oh, yeah. that feeling of wonder and amazement or whatever we're trying to portray yeah and actually you get like personally i've been reminded of it many times where like a family member or a friend will be like hey you remember that trick you did and then what they describe is like two things combined right and it's yeah. like i just we'll leave you with that memory because that's way more impossible than what I actually did. So exactly. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's like, I will never get to perform magic for you again, because that sounds way too good for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So oh. <laughs> I'm still alive. Okay. The, the video is, uh, is going to be for the patrons on Patreon only Hey, behind the scenes stuff. So <laughs> right, once right. we start getting some of them, uh in then that's what the video will be for otherwise the audio is going to be cool the, the podcast the, the main i got you yeah yeah exactly cool uh, cool i like the idea cool but yeah the reason i wanted you on here is obviously we're we're in a, a magic group together kind of you know yeah in saskatchewan we're both saskatchewan boys we're both How Filipino. Crazy. <laughs> and you have a sick flow and you're make me so jealous that i cut my hair because I used to have long flowing hair and I'm just looking at your Instagram and it's like, man, look it's at all like, that hair. Damn. Oh, <laughs> I need to get my hair back. Back longer than it is. It feels uh, actually kind of unruly right now, which is why I put it up. I'm going to put it back up. Okay. <laughs> that okay, was okay. a dumb idea. <laughs> man, well, well so, yeah, man, this is really cool. And uh, again, for me to be a part of, you know, this, this group is, just kind of mind-blowing to be able to be surrounded by people that have the skill there again maybe people that are just more practiced and uh, have had more time in it's just cool to see the difference uh that time makes right yeah because this is uh you're on your second year uh approaching yeah Uh, i'm still like uh, within the first couple years of learning this so right Right. But and, uh, you have so much experience before that dexterity wise and what you do. Yeah. Like you've been I, doing... Well, let's see, like uh, as far as skill toys go, uh, like it's going to sound funny to say yo-yoing, but when people think yo-yoing, they probably don't no, I think get it. the same kind of yo-yoing. Uh, like I competed in like a, a competition a few years ago in Canada for nationals, which was a oh, lot of fun shit. in Edmonton. And oh, then man. that's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> kendamas, which is like a Japanese ball and cup with a yeah. with like a spike. With the spike, yeah, 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 yeah. So like the amount of things that you could do with that seem way more than the toy allows. <laughs> okay. So it's it's definitely one of those things that you kind of think outside of the box, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna have the ball sit on top of the cup, but in between the cup and the spike, <laughs> and then you have to balance it there. And they call it bird. <laughs> okay, so there's a name for each one of these moves too? Yeah, there's like bird for the big cup, nightingale for the small cup. You have lighthouse if you are holding the ball and the, the thing lands on top. Weird. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, that's, that's cool. It's a whole different world. 
Totally, totally. And that's the thing I'm noticing from jumping from like hobby to hobby is that like from the outsider's perspective looking in, it's like, oh, that's a pretty cute thing. Or like in the world of magic, it's like, that's really impressive. I would never think of the back end of this stuff, like the different businesses that exist that really exemplify what these hobbies are. Not maybe what the hobbies are, but like, it's cool to see each individual's passions come to some sort of light, whether that be through skill toys or yo-yos or like magic. And right. that's the cool thing for me. I love it. I love it, man. So what, what else? What other kind of skill toys did you uh, practice in before magic? Because I'm, so, I'm guessing that all of that helped you to start in magic because you pick up moves crazy and i'm sure we'll get into that but like you pick up moves <laughs> like what would normally take somebody maybe months i don't know maybe i'm exaggerating but maybe like months and months you pick up in like a couple of days or a couple of hours it's stupid. <laughs> well thanks like, i'm man. super jealous of that <laughs> i i think it's because of like again how i came up within the idea of magic aside from just the other hobbies as well. Actually, if there's one thing that I can attest to the most that would help with finger dexterity, it's a, a skill toy called a Big Leary. Um, it is essentially think of like two weighted beads on a string. That's, that's really it. And okay. you twirl it around your fingers and because of the weightedness of it, it carries a momentum with the, the swing. If I oh. find mine later, I'll, uh, I'll bring it out. But Interesting. Essentially, what, and what's it called again? Uh, a Begleary. B-E-G-L-E-R-I. If I remember Begleary. correctly, um, there's a company in Calgary, if we're going to be repping a Canadian company called okay. Around Square. And they are, uh, actually, you might know around Square in the card community from making a certain couple decks of cards that uh, the cardistry community is actually uh, quite fond of. Um, They also happen to make other skill toys. So, yeah, that's another little weird connected thing. Very cool. (laughs) But I, yeah. Uh, The other kind of skill toys, though, if you've seen, like, have you seen The Labyrinth? You know, David Bowie, The Labyrinth. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> so not very movie cultured back in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So there was a scene in it where they uh, used contact juggling balls, essentially okay. a clear yeah. crystal looking ball that you can manipulate. So I know contact juggling. If you've seen people that are, uh, let's say swinging fire, or if you like on the ends of chains or right. yeah. I, I, like poi. fire dancing and stuff. Correct. They call it poi. And uh, okay. yeah, that is another skill that I've learned or pen spinning, for instance, or yeah, there, there's a long Rubik's cubes actually, even before magic, I figured out and I haven't even got into cube magic yet. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. <laughs> I, I know. Like it's a, know. an easy transition. You just add that in. Oh man. I, I don't disagree. So it's crazy. funny because like I had half a mind to like in the world of cubing, there's a whole bunch of like, if you're not learning, well, look, if you've been looking into cube magic, you probably understand that there's different algorithms and stuff that go along with solving cubes. Mm-hmm. So what I w- when you actually memorize all of the algorithms, which is like 300 algorithms or something like that. Yeah, you're talking about not F2L, but the, what's the next one? OLL and PLL. Yeah, you're talking about those, right? Because that's where all of a sudden there's so many. Exactly. Because like F2L is like your first two layers. OLL is orienting the last layer and PLL is permutating the last layer. Yeah. Those so are, I need to jump into those. Yeah. You can get your time down to like where I have F2L and then the, the two look OLL and PLL. <laughs> wow. This I don't is know what that is. What's, yeah, what's, two, fair what's enough. two look? What's two look? There's like a Explain different, uh, I guess there's, a way of orienting the last layer within two steps as opposed to just one step. So that's the insinuation. So there's ways of um, learning less algorithms to get to the same spot. Ah, okay. However, because it's less algorithms to learn, your different cases can vary. So mm-hmm. you will end up with lower times because you're looking for other permutations. 
Yeah. What's anyway, your best time? Like 42 seconds. Damn. Yeah, that's so fast. By, Dude, anything under a minute is just, it's fast. That's by, fast. by learning the OLL and PLL, it'll bring that 42 second time down to like 12 seconds. Yeah. See, and like, that's, that's what gross. I need. I need... <laughs> I've never been faster than 30 seconds and I don't have any OLL or PLL in. That's nuts. And I See, know that's that the, those two are the key for me to get under. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, I'm that's just nuts kind of afraid uh... to jump into that because that's a lot. Well, do you do any, uh, actually, here's a question for you. In, in your magic and performance, do you do any memory work? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All the time. I don't think it'd be too difficult for you. Fair. I, I do follow this guy on Instagram. He's really good. He, he, he shows all the different, uh, well, not all, but like he'll post a video that'll have a different uh, OLL or PLL. And I'm like, right, right. not understanding any of it. So <laughs> I don't You're know like, what yeah. the U prime. Oh, I don't know. Front. I don't know what those mean. Oh, like the, the I don't know right, right. It's you're looking at it. It's like, yeah, I know some of these words. <laughs> <laughs> I know the words, but I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Too funny. Yeah, man. So do you find it's because of your, all of your passions leading up to magic that you're able to pick up these slights? I don't, I don't know. Truthfully. Um, because when I started going through the process, I didn't have a concept of what was hard or easy, right? Everything was magic. So everything's going to be difficult, I assume, as a layperson. Okay. So the first things I learned were like, I can even like, <laughs> so I learned uh, Xavier, Sa or Xavier Spades Pass. Uh, I learned um, Alex yeah, Pandreas sure. and shin limbs version uh or like handling of the dps yeah okay um i learned uh have benitez's smooth palm and these are your uh, first moves that you're yes. learning so like okay. if those are my baseline <laughs> right. I, I and that's the thing is like it's all magic to me so man if only hey yeah because like, when i yeah. started the there I worked my way up to a pass. I didn't start with that. That's crazy. Right. I, lo I love that though. It's a, it's a different, it's kind of like the newer age, I guess, way of learning. I would have to. You, you had some, some mentorship as you went through. Yeah. You, you just... So kind of my, yeah, yes, my, my whole journey has been a connectiveness of trying to find the best routes to accomplish I guess quick learning, not quick learning, but like what I viewed as the best. So I, mm -hmm. I sought out the best palm, which was what I thought was Javi Smooth Palm, which is like just nuts. Seeing his performance on Fool Us was okay. just beautiful. Um, but you even have to revisit that. Yeah, for sure. I can't picture it right now. Um, or like. Hmm. the issue was I was learning these skills and utilities without the foundation to know what to do with them. So now I'm finding myself in this time where I feel like I have the toolkit, but I don't have the foundation to put the toolkit to use. Okay. And I think that is where you may find a big split in this generation, potentially uh, between these like newer magicians and maybe the people that are classically brought up uh, actually from the people that i have been talking with you always hear of you know i started off of youtube now and yeah. it's just like i i learned these things off of youtube and i'm i'm the same like i ended up actually the first videos i stumbled across were chris ramsey's videos on puzzle solving <laughs> which ended up me going to magic i love uh, it, man. So, yeah so wait are you saying that Chris Ramsey got you into magic? I will say, yeah, yeah. The the people nice. that I would associate with like magic for me, like, yeah, definitely Ramsey, which is funny. That's but awesome, like, man. so awesome. Yeah, it's. I never would have expected. Well, you you can never know what your influences are going to be. I suppose. Right. That's the cool thing. And like, yeah. Uh. 
I guess journey-wise, uh, I happen to be a part of another magic group, which would be the Malliance, yep. which is Daniel Madison's crew. Yep. So I happen to be uh, like chatting with those guys often. And by having really these circles, like with the Arcana, with the Malliance, being able to have these connections is probably one of the most valuable things that I have learned. Simply because if I didn't know about magic in Regina, and I've lived here all my life. Yeah. I doubt other people will. Well, maybe, maybe it's just because of where I was that I didn't find it. But like, I think if I didn't find other people to work with on this magic, I would not be where I am now as quickly. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine just being in my room practicing with a book all day. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned over time because right. when I first started, I would just, I would just stay away from other magicians and just do my own thing. I almost really? in, in the very beginning stages of like starting my, my, my full-time career. Right. I kind of viewed other magicians mentalists hypnotists as uh as like competition and then when it's competition it's like yo this is my territory right that kind of mentality whereas right. you know i grew away from that and into the mindset now where it's like you know what we're there's plenty of gigs to go around for everybody why am i thinking that way we should be working together and change the change the world's perspective Yes. whether it's our local world or like larger and change their perspective on our, on our art form and then hire all of us. Yes. Cycle us all through. Exactly. And we all benefit from that. It's exactly what I would love to see. It, there's nothing better than fostering community rather than opposition. I mean, why would I want to surround my people or surround myself with people that I think is enemies, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I guess my other mentality when it came to the whole magic thing was that I I just wanted to and here's the thing. I, I still consider myself on the hobbyist side of things, obviously, because I, I, I don't gig or anything. But yet. Yet. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> <laughs> Very soon. Well, once we're able to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't gig. Nobody's gigging either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've, I, I guess I never really looked like, I used to be a barista forever. Like I was a barista for five years. And I never really looked at any of the other coffee or coffee shops as competition because I, I like the coffee culture. And it's mm -hmm. just like another hangout place for like other friends or like the car business is a bit different, <laughs> <laughs> but even so I don't even view them as competition. They're just other choices where it, it kind of is what it is. I, I think people would be drawn to what they're drawn to. Of course, we're there to influence a little bit one way or another, but yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's definitely the, the evolution that I think everyone in every every niche, not just magic, I think, you know, and that's actually from back up a bit. That's where kind of the music community already is. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's, and I love that. So I feel, and I feel like the magic community is already there. I just maybe. Five, I feel six like years ago, I didn't see it personally, but right. I feel like magic communities are there. I don't think all magic communities are there. Yeah, true. And yeah. then once you open your eyes to them, I think that's when you see more of them. Totally. It's like, I, I always would have customers telling me, you know, I've, before I considered Mazdas, I never saw them anywhere. And now all I see them <laughs> is Mazdas everywhere. <laughs> just like, oh, that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, and then GTA, that's kind of like a good example of that. You're driving, whatever car you're driving, all of a sudden there's a bunch of them on the road. Yeah, totally. It just, they took that straight from real life where all of a sudden you see your own car out yeah. in the world. Yeah, strange. Yeah, like 
I had a, I used to have a Scion XB. And then I suddenly saw that everybody had my car. I'm like, what's going on? I thought I had the only one. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are copying me. <laughs> Don't take my car. This is my car. <laughs> so, man, oh, man. What, what have you been working on lately? I have been trying to figure out how to tie routines together. That's been kind of my biggest thing. Um, not tie routines together, but make routines. But uh, also a couple things by uh, Ryan Plunkett, which is uh, Ace to the Top routine uh, that he has in a book that isn't quite out yet, actually. It's called Distilled. Uh, I was able to pick it up at Blackpool. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And, and then I want to get some packet tricks down. That's... Uh, <laughs> I I had one friend of mine from the Instagram community come around, Diesel Illusions, and uh, he showed me a packet trick, and it changed my mind completely on packet tricks, because I was just like, I don't want to show somebody magic. I don't want to perform at somebody, Yeah. but there's there's ways to do it, definitely, and every time I see a packet trick, because of how condensed they are, right? it always just melts me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice okay so he changed your viewpoint on it totally what was your viewpoint before that um it felt and maybe it was because of some packet tricks that i've seen that are just like they're just kind of eh I, I would look at them and be like that's kind of cute but that was that was kind of it but i think it's also tailoring what i like to what i want to perform as well so it's just finding the right packet tricks Right. Like I'm sure there's probably a number uh, a number trick out there that is pretty good, but I don't do any number tricks. <laughs> Not yet, I guess, eh? Until you get or, your mind changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about you? What have you been working on? Uh working on the online performing avenue that we kind of have to pivot into, so to speak. Right. So ha have you been tuning into any of the uh lectures that are coming around online? Like just um, on like Instagram or just no. With... The only okay. thing I did was Vanishing Inc. did a uh, a free conference. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, I didn't I, catch I, much I watched of it. That. Like... Yeah, that was cool. great. I that's probably the only thing magic. And then before that, maybe a week and a half before that, there was a mentalism uh, conference online. Cool. So cool. Was that fun. the Mind Effects crew for that one? mind effects i don't think so no okay i, I think there's a, a conference Maybe. coming out soon that i anyways oh. yeah fair enough fair enough cool yeah yeah th those are the only two things otherwise i haven't been consuming too much in the last week and a half here because uh i'm i'm getting antsy just sitting here yeah you know, we can't leave and go anywhere so <laughs> and i i see all these like paul draper he's a mentalist magician from the states right he's doing a ton of uh stream shows yeah like man i need to do that and now the government's government's giving us money and i'm like well i'll just do a bunch of free shows because yeah. all these, like the kids need some some shows they need something. birthdays they need something so so for the community here i'm just giving away a bunch of those it's kind of and then of course the podcast working on these totally things. yeah totally I I've been trying out the live stream thing in the morning. And yes, you like, have. I tuned in today. Oh, I love it. It's it's so fun. Even if it's just like one or two people that end up sitting and hanging out, yep. just like sitting down and chatting with somebody on topics that, well, are varied. That's the thing. Like, also gets the the mind working in the morning. That's the first thing I do to wake up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sit down nice. In front of Instagram with a coffee and just chat with somebody. That's great, man. Yeah. Do you, do you save these conversations? Um, I don't know how long they're saved for, to be honest with you, because I know Instagram puts them up for like an hour and then they're up for an hour or like a day afterwards. Like you can stream for an hour on Instagram and then you're it's up for a day afterwards. But I don't think I have a screen recorder <laughs> on my uh, phone or anything. So oh. no, they're, they just kind of blip into unexistence. So you, you tune in or you miss it kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Which kind of is what it is too. Yeah. 
I would love to actually figure out, uh, well, I, I'm sure I can figure out a screen recorder of some kind. <laughs> yeah, if like my iPhone has it built in. I wish the Pixel did. I have the Pixel 4. Four? Yeah, Pixel 4. Excellent. Oh, really? Android doesn't have it yeah. as an option? You can't like download uh, a, a plugin? You know, I've never truthfully looked. <laughs> I'm like, sure there is. Android's got to be more open than an iPhone. You should be able right. To, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, what else have I been working on? Honestly, like I, I keep on looking around, and I have this stack of decks that I still think I need to to keep on cutting. Yeah. So <laughs> a, actually, a you know, with the with the decks, let's talk about. Lately, you've been working with oversized playing cards. <laughs> yeah yeah totally so totally. so why and... honestly <laughs> just for visibility on instagram it is so much easier okay. for me to sit where i am and have a card that looks like this as opposed to like this okay so and i so know the that size of like... the the size of the big one is basically two poker sized cards put together, that's correct right? exactly yeah. so like yeah, if you have your typical, yeah, you, and you have giant mitts. Yeah, that's the other thing as well. Like you can, can you palm almost those big bend. ones. Palm, not quite. I, I can. Almost. I can almost do like a da, 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 da. nice little vanish. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, and let's just bring that back into existence. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> I can see that being your thing. And the thing just, that makes you like stand out about it around everybody. <laughs> you know, there's just something I'm using with big cards and I think they're a little bit more disarming as well. Uh, but I feel like they would be more disarming to magicians than it would be to lay people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, these are giant as hell cards. You know, <laughs> I've never tried performing with large cards to a lay person. Fair enough. I, I wouldn't carry these with me, you know. <laughs> if yeah. I happen to like bring them with me, sure. But like <laughs> otherwise, I have a card clip and uh, you know something else with me. You'd rather the small. That's funny. Yeah. Those are those are now the small cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they feel small, even you know, when I have them in my hand. Yeah. But it also makes me think about some tricks in just other ways, uh, just in the sense of like how can I maneuver something that massive okay. <laughs> in a way that you could actually uh, do something reasonable with it? Like even something like a squeeze shift or, you know, anything they're doable unwieldy, but you just have you to like switch up the, your approach slightly. Yeah, kind of. Yep. Um, so you're yeah, almost, I'm, you're almost creating new slights. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be this i guess like not creating but you're evolving them to adapt i would say that would be more accurate you know um i wouldn't give myself that much credit though <laughs> yeah i, I i'm not like <laughs> just the maddie talking right i'm not like maddie though who's like actually doing who's maddie mine maddie the magician uh he Man. happens to have a m-a-d-h-i he happens to have a few physical uh disabilities that uh would make magic seemingly impossible which makes his magic even more seemingly impossible ah uh, yes 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 i know him now yes and like kudos because like man that's mind-blowing to me <laughs> yeah. then again magic is and magic is to be mm-hmm so what's your, what's your, I guess, goals with magic? What are you looking to do? Well, I would love to actually become a worker and actually perform magic for a living. Um, if I can, you know, contribute to the, the world of magic somehow in the future, I'd love to do that too, but I don't think I'm quite there yet. I, I'm already doing it though. Uh, those instagram lives you're doing those are I really thought-provoking conversations are they 
you got to keep them going. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting there watching the whole thing. I, right. Can admit that. I don't, like, I don't picture most people are, <laughs> but every time I, I jump in and, you know, spam the, the heart button, there's always something yes. interesting that you guys are talking about. I'm like, man, I love totally. this. And that's, that's why I want these conversations or conversations to exist. Like even in the way that we're chatting right now, it's the same thing that me and I would do on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just good to get these, these juices going, honestly. <laughs> um, but like, I guess, what would I like to do? I, I would like to figure out how to do walk around specifically. I, I know that seems like, uh, you know what? I did not realize, and maybe it's just in the area that I slash I, we happen to be in. But it seems most people here do not like walk around, at least performing it. Uh, during Christmas time. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. That's the only time where, you know, you take a walk around gig and then suddenly you're handcuffed and you can't take a full stage show. I see. You know? I see. That makes sense. So personally, I only offer walk around during peak season as an add-on. I got gotcha. By itself. That's just what I, I gotcha. do. But yeah. And that's for me this is like the biggest things that i really enjoy about being able to be part of this group is knowing your guys's understandings of these things as well because i would never would have known that you know or figured yeah. that until well, you would have until eventually. yeah exactly <laughs> we're just like shit yeah where you take a gig on the first saturday of december and it's a walk around gig and then you get seven other calls about that date and you're like no <laughs> yeah so actually maybe a question for you did you have a transitional period from what you were doing before magic to what you do now me personally yeah uh well i used to work at sastel before i became a full-time magician right and i just jumped into it okay and then crash and burned and had to live on ramen and live the <laughs> live the uh the broke artist life you know right off, off and on for years right but yeah i just uh just didn't look back i'm like i'm not having a regular job ever again right so, and like kind of stuck let me tell way. you this quarantine <laughs> has really driven home that message even for me where i'm like oh god there's work <laughs> to go back to potentially yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll go back to normal eventually. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. It will go Big back asterisk. to normal eventually, but it's like when, I don't know. People are yeah. saying in a year and a half, some people are saying next month. It's like how do we know? Uh, <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, exactly. I I take it uh 2 weeks at a time. That's uh <laughs> that's really how I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just know that all public events are definitely canceled until July at the yeah. minimum in Canada. Right. But yeah, I try not to look at the you numbers know, I, anymore. I yeah, totally. Uh, I'll once a week I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'll like I'll take a look and just like leave it. Be like, okay, that's that's about good. That's <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah. So like, when it comes down to actually performing if there's another thing that i'm realizing i think the whole parlor thing is giving me more thought and and why i'm saying that is that one it seems that that's what people are not looking for but i don't know um like it's how you feeling to you to to go towards yeah, I guess how you can actually um, set up the scene would be, I think, a little bit more beneficial than walk around. But that's mm-hmm. just because of, of course, the nature of the different types yeah. of performance, which, yeah. And that, in my experience, parlor seems to be more of like a, in a, our industry term. Right. I, or, I don't mean many, sorry, I don't meet many lay people that understand what parlor actually means. 
totally. And I guess when I mean parlor, it'd be like a small venue, what, 20, yeah. 20, right. 40 people or something. And those are great shows. Those are some yeah. of my favorite to do. I think, and actually, even if I give it some more thought, I, I think that would be the m- most beneficial, at least in my stage of learning as well. You know, you you'd do, be able then? to get a... What's you that? Book, book a venue, book like a hotel. Um, I don't have the names of the... It's gone. I've been out of the game now for too long. This quarantine's <laughs> getting to me. <laughs> yeah, like a, a room at a hotel, like a conference room for, right. for 20 people. Set up your chairs and then set it up as your stage and your area. Sell some tickets. And right. Just jump in that way. That's a great idea, actually. That's a fantastic idea. I just need to get a stage show or something together. It's like a parlor show together yeah exactly and that's the thing like if you you book it then that's the only thing on your mind yeah yeah that's that's a fair point that that gives an attainable goal that's that has a a definition to it i guess which is uh i think something that i kind of need Mm -hmm. it's funny because uh actually i can draw this back to video games I feel like I'm at the point where, you know, in Grand Theft Auto or like The Witcher, where it's like, okay, here's the tutorial. Here's the whole game. Yeah. Right. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's just, uh, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I put it down and I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think uh, direction is something that is needed in my life yeah. now. That's funny. I don't know, That's man. a good idea, though. Thank you. Not, not many people know what they're doing anyways. So I think no that's, difference. that's fair. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's the other side of it as well is that I need to remember that like all y'all are people. Like all, yeah, <laughs> all of you guys that are, are <laughs> magicians are just another person that is also doing the same, not the same, but going through the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it at the end of the day. Exactly, man. Like, I don't know what I'm doing having this podcast. I just really enjoy having long, meaningful conversations with people. I love learning totally. from people and I love magic. So it's, yeah. it's a pairing of it together. And then hopefully we can do the doc side of things soon. Right. Because yeah. Because then that, that's video and magic together. And like, exactly. Otherwise, I don't know if that's the right move I should be doing in my career. Right. But it's fun. So I'm doing it. I don't know. So like out of the platforms, if you could choose one that would persist the best. Now, what I mean by that is like, let's say everybody had to turn to YouTube or everybody had to turn to Instagram or TikTok. Which platform do you think would be the most fun to work on that you would enjoy the most? It's a good question, man. I, I just, I love YouTube. So I'm kind of yeah. like, like I'm not, I have a tiny channel on YouTube, but I just love YouTube, man. I don't know. There's totally. a, it's uh it's that you can do short form and long form. There's no yeah. limits. You can do whatever. Yeah. I think that's uh, a very valuable point as well. That like the choice to do either. Actually, maybe here's another question. Do you think because of how people are absorbing their content that things and styles like YouTube won't be as prominent in the future? Because people's, I don't want to say attention span, but how much entertainment per second they're getting. Right. And actually, I've seen YouTubers that weren't YouTubers before. They were like, let's say Vine or something like that. Yeah. And then they just take that high paced energy of, right. of telling a story in six seconds. And then suddenly they're doing a 10 minute version where they're telling a right. story over that 10 minutes, but it's so fast that you can't look away. Yeah. You know, and it, I think that's a good example of how it, you can continue with the short attention spans. Totally. But like, there's a talent to that. Totally. You can learn how to do that. Unstoppable. 
what's you're gonna you're gonna teach somebody how to be entertaining how can i how can i be entertaining it's like no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like it seems like that's really well it's gonna sound like an obviously no dust statement like you know getting into anything like youtube or tiktok or anything it's being entertaining but like being entertaining is just trial and error until yeah. <laughs> you find the thing that's entertaining. But I guess, you know, that question could also apply to like, do you think movies and TV shows will still be around? Mm, mm. I think they have the entertainment for, per minute though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think by upping the production oh, quality, oh. actually, um, on this topic, I've been getting ads recently for a certain streaming service that I don't know the name of currently that has made shows that are 10-minute segments that are to be viewed, I think, vertically oh, on yeah. your phone. And I'm like, okay, maybe we are actually trending towards something that's a little different. Because, like, actually, Vertical? for me, I, like, I much like rather do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, portrait as opposed to landscape i'm much like on a phone much rather use portrait because that's also how i view yeah exactly i I, i'm lazy i don't want to turn my phone (laughs) but like that's it seems like such a little thing but yeah anyways Mm -hmm. Uh, why do you like vertical better like obviously it's the way you hold it but like do you like the angle the view that you're seeing uh view and screen View and screen real estate. Um, I don't. I I know it sounds different. Uh, like you, you can definitely see more, but I think you can utilize the screen better and utilize what space you have on the screen more effectively. Right. Um, so I think it's optimization of screens. Uh, screen, um, not busyness, but well maybe busyness is the the right word like activity what you're actually looking at the Mm -hmm. things that you can look at in portrait because you're looking at less things can be more significant i suppose if you Mm. want to look at it that way okay i'll 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 accept it (laughs) yeah fair enough actually Um, uh, i one more thing actually um because it seems like tiktok focuses on specific people as well more than events where I, that's true of most things. I anyway. no, that's not necessarily true. I mean, you have your you blogger mean, types, you have your t- like. You mean by events, um, like, like you will have people events or things. I suppose uh, what I mean by that is like on YouTube, you'll have your like top ten videos. I don't really see top ten videos on like TikTok or something. You right, would have yeah. somebody like a TikTok star or something. Like usually, what they'll do is they'll just take their top ten and put it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Eh? My top ten TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> though double dipping doesn't seem like too bad of a thing yeah. like you know both markets but i, I what... do see a lot of people growing on tiktok that that convert their audience directly to their youtube so they both really? grow in tandem that's good that's smart too Man. yeah that's something that like i think instagram could learn a, a, a lesson from because and, and facebook because they seem to punish you if you give a link outside of the platform. Yes. Right. Whereas TikTok, you can share to any platform. You can have your YouTube more open. Yeah. 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 Which is why I think more people are jumping on that. Right. I think that's probably like the, the ease of sharing, I mean, in, in this age is uh, probably something super important as far as uh, top things to accomplish. I mean, if you're limiting where you can share it to and how people are viewing it, yeah, the more annoying something is, <laughs> the less I want to use it, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, man, I have a hard question for you. Please. And this is something that, like... I'm still learning if I should prep people with this question. Right. I'm, I'm going to slowly add more questions along this, like this theme. Okay. That once I think of more, but uh, I'm not sure if I should, well, you know, kind of warn people about the right. hard question or not. I don't know if it's 
Cause I don't know. I, I played it both ways where it's like, if I don't, then they think of something on the spot and it's could be more genuine or you, you know, let them know what it is ahead of time. And then they have time to think of something. You, you know, know what? what's better. I don't know what's better. I would have it so that it's random. Have a coin flip in the beginning of the podcast so that <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, Hey, I'm going to tell you a, a tough question at the end, or you're not going to say anything at all the whole time. They're like, the hell's this tough question gonna be <laughs> nah, <I'm... laughs> okay so I, I honestly i like the idea of uh springing on people because i think that the genuine responses as opposed to thought out responses yeah are not i don't want to use the word beneficial but i think they they hold more weight you know they're more meaningful mm-hmm. 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 okay i like the coin flip so i think what i'll do for maybe the next few is I'll, I'll invite them. Right. Da, 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 flip a coin. And depending on what the outcome is, I'll either tell them or not. You know what? It's like putting a pot or a card in your pocket in the beginning of a magic trick. Don't even bring any attention to it. <laughs> like <laughs> if they ask, what was that coin flip for? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I like that. And then, yeah. Okay. That could be a whole thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah totally. Evolve that. Thank you for that idea. I like that. You're welcome. I like that <laughs> so the question is, it's a hypothetical situation. Once right. you imagine like we're in the future, you know, let, let's say, let's say five years from now, you've like grown, you're like right. professional full time, you're crushing it, whatever it is that you could see yourself, you know, in a few years from now. All right. I want you to imagine at that poem, at that moment, rather, that an evil magician enters and targets you for some reason, and basically hypnotizes the world to forget who you are. Right. And you know that there's one thing that he left open, and by you doing saying this one thing, it instantly removes that hypnosis that reminds everybody who you are instantly what what would that be for you this is gonna sound funny but and especially considering like i i've always thought i i i like teaching and informing which is horrible as a magician (laughs) (laughs) why um depending on who you're teaching and informing. Like I think towards other magicians that are like trained and have knowledge, like they, I, I, I have a way that I can show them these moves. And I don't know if it's because of maybe how I came to learning these moves because of my other skills that it makes teaching some things easier. Okay. But I would say in, in, the, in teaching, if, if I can be completely honest, and I don't know how one could even accomplish this, my goal is a magician that I would love, not just being a performer, but if this was in the future, would be actually a teacher. I would love to figure out how to teach magic. But nice. I don't know how to do that in this industry without stepping on toes. And that's the thing that I... I, everybody is so protective and everybody wants their share and I am willing to give everybody their share of whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I think that growth can happen only through so many ways. And if you're not willing to teach people things, or if there's a bar to teach anything, Mm -hmm. then this will stagnate. And I don't think, and that's, fine because magic has persisted for years and years and years and years and it will persist but that's the second oldest profession man yeah and that's i i i wish i could teach and i think by teaching is how people would remember me i love it yeah i love it man all right so that means you're cooking up some 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 tricks some effects for the magic community i would love to that's uh but yeah, that I need to figure out where the gaps are in the magic community to be able to to 
fit something in there, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're well on your way, man. Like the amount of growth that you've had, even since the moment that I met you, like it's crazy. Well, thank you. Seriously. Every once in a while you, you see someone coming up in the industry and sometimes they just fall off, peter off. But like, I see something different in you for sure. Awesome. So well, thank awesome, you very man. much, man. I really like I, that. I hope to make something of it. I, Another, I feel like I've been given a great opportunity uh, to be able to do something. So mm-hmm. it, it would be a shame to not. So if you, if there was one move that you had to give up, to attain your your goal what move would you give up the classic pass (laughs) 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 totally totally um yeah it it would be it would be the pass there's so many better ways of doing things (laughs) than uh than the pass and that's coming from a move monkey (laughs) (laughs) if you could relearn a slight Cause maybe or what, what was the most fun slight that you learned? Like, don't explain, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do on this yet. Cause it's only right. going to be magicians, but like, just see this the, is the name of the slight. See, this is what I mean when it comes to teaching that like, yeah. how could I possibly with, with tiptoeing this much? Yeah. So um, the, the move that I have the most fun with practicing and that I've had fun learning um. I have to go from one recently because I've been doing it every day and it's just a lot of fun. Okay. And that is, um, let's see. It was the no break pass by Akira Fuji. No break. Pass. It is, it is, it, it feels so comfortable and so smooth and yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, do you have a video on your Instagram by chance? Uh, I'm not sure if I have a video up on my Instagram, but I can, and I think I will. So I will get that up there. Nice. Okay. And what's your Instagram? Uh, it is chippy. That is the actual link is at it is chippy. And that's with two P's as you get, as everyone that's listening would see in the the title anyways. It is C-H-I-P-P-Y. Is that the best place to reach you? Yeah, Instagram's usually yep. the best way to reach me, even in the DMs, don't be afraid. Or if you want to talk magic, hit me up or join me on a live stream and talk in the morning. Yeah, which <laughs> by the way, I think you really need to record these, man. Because I, I think feel so like too. Even if it was just the audio, that's a podcast. Yes, yeah. And like, it, I, have, I have my own website as well that hasn't gotten any use, which would be perfect for this also, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, yeah, more more food for thought. This is uh, this is yeah, good. Because I personally, I wish I was documenting and creating content from the moment I started. Yes, you know, because then that would be great to be able to look back at it, and then even yes. in like twenty years from now, I would love to look back on those moments and like show my future kids and and whatnot. Right? It's just totally. It's a great time I, capsule of sorts. I I have a few progression videos on learning slights. And like over like one, three and five days kind of thing that I have up on my YouTube page, but they're privated and whatnot. But exactly that, you know, you can compile them into this little <laughs> yeah. capsule and uh, just open up later for just oh, man. I love that. nostalgia. So, so you have your progression in learning these moves. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, I have my, cl- uh, like learning the clip shift, for instance, yeah. uh, I learned the, the clip shift and uh, put, one three five you know uh, that's so valuable for somebody trying to learn that move or any of these moves totally you're already with i don't know if that's why you thought of filming your progress but going back to your answer from before of how you want to teach yeah what a great tool to add into your teachings i think so your own progression like that's so smart man and like I'll tell you the same thought that you had where you're like, I wish like in the beginning I got my recordings of whatever mm-hmm. from yo-yoing, kendama, cubing, all of these things. I was like, man, I wish I recorded this. Uh, you so like, this is it. the first, this is the first cognizant hobby that I've stayed with for a long time where I'm like, 
no, like I should record this stuff this time around and do something with it, you know? So I love it. Totally. Dude. Well, thank you so much for, uh, yeah, for man. having me on here. Uh, no, I really appreciate thank it. You. This has been our, such a lot of fun. So much awesome. fun. Awesome, man. That's what I love to hear. Thank you very much. And thank you. can't wait to come down there after this quarantine's over, man. <laughs> no kidding. Can't wait to have you. Yeah, man. Okay. Thank you again. And take care. See you online. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. There you have it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, this episode of The Magician's Code. Please be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you're interested in supporting our show as we transition from here into the documentary once the pandemic's over, head over to our Patreon. Just type in The Magician's Code and you'll find us there. All right. Until next episode, thank you so much for your time and attention. And I, I really hope that you start diving into some of Chippy's work because Man, he's he's up to great things and you can already tell that he's about to he's about to do some amazing incredible magic and teach some amazing and incredible magicians. So, let's go and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.